Blog Talk Radio. Hey, ATG Radio, yeah, uh, the greatest boxing podcast, woo, featuring the crew, you know how we do, yeah, Mike Dawson, Big Time Timmy, Rufus D, Hollywood, Coach Andre, and the Godfather Frank, yeah, that's the crew, so come and get in the loop, so tune in and see just how we do, it's every Monday and every Wednesday, ATG Radio. Yeah. ATG Radio. Now, I'm not trying to say we're the greatest. The most hated, maybe. Well, we might be the greatest. That's just because I don't know what else is out there. No competition. Absolutely hate Polly, but he was dead on 100% correct. 
you know, when it came to this, you know, this fucking slap on the wrist bullshit. He said, if I wasn't working in boxing, I wouldn't even watch boxing anymore because everything and everybody in it is full of shit. Uh, yeah, but you know what? That, that's the thing about it. He works in boxing. He was a boxer. So, I mean, come on. I mean, he was part of it. And some of, some of the times he talks, he's full of shit, too. You know, you agree with him. Like like I said, like I said, like I said, I don't like the man at all. But on this instance, you might as well say if you're going to make a bet, you would lean towards that as being more correct than not. Let's be honest here. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it. It is, but you know, you got to remember, the WWE has their people too that are full of shit. MMA has Mm -hmm. their people. Definitely has their people full of shit. And Dana White's the biggest one. You know, I, I mean, I, I think it's about time. You know, I mean, MLB, NBA, NHL—they all had to go through the feds. You know, maybe it's time the feds get involved in boxing and really crack down on it yeah. because we need to have stricter guidelines. And it's like Billy Joe Saunders today. Why is it that one guy, the rules don't apply to him, but to everybody else, your career gets destroyed by making a mistake. It ain't fair. Yeah, you, I mean, you have a point. You have a big point. But every single you know organization, every, all sports have assholes. You know, there's bullshit everywhere. And uh, you know, Paul saying all that shit. I mean, he don't have to bash boxing. You know, it, it would be different if he was somebody else. You know, I. I don't know. I mean, the guy made his career off of boxing, off of bullshit, and now he still makes a check off of bullshit. You know, that's kind of... <laughs> well, I, I, it is hypocritical in a way, but at the same time, to say that there isn't this gigantic elephant in the room when it comes to boxing would be a lie. Paul is a you know, great that, guy. He, he he's is a huge problem. He's boxing. a good person, and, and, and he does he, he makes a lot of sense. You know, but there's a lot of butthurt himself that he has. You know, with the with the, uh, the Conor McGregor situation, going in there, all that drama, him really not getting any big. You know, he, he's looking for a big payday, a retired fighter. He's wanting that payday. He's pissed off that he has clean his whole career. You know, and then all these other guys that don't make more money than he does. He, he's a bitter, bitter guy. And I'm just keeping it real. But he's a good guy. Well, well, you know, in, in, in a way, you know, you I can understand that frustration. You know, it's kind of like like the World Bodybuilding Championships or the World Strongest Man Contest. Look at the difference between a natural bodybuilder or natural strongman versus the professional ones that you see on TV, and you get no money, no press, no nothing. You know, and it is unfair. That these people who are completely jacked up monsters and everything else, you got to wonder, wonder in the case of Canelo and all, a lot of these people, just how much of their career is actually owed to a fucking needle rather than putting in countless hours in the gym. Uh, I agree with you. I'm going to switch it up. Another unfair sport that doesn't, does not give a shit about PEDs, BKB, baby. <laughs> they don't, that should be their slogan. BKB don't give a shit about PEDs. 
Because no. it, it don't matter. You go in there and you throw down and don't care if you got steroids, if you, you smoked a hooter, you know, before the fight, you smoked crack. Shut up heroin. It doesn't matter. You could you know, take PCP, you'd probably be the champion if you did that. But anyway, um, it's a tough, gritty sport. I want to, you know, put everything, I want to put everything, everybody on blast that, that talks some shit. There were some shit talkers on, on you know, followed mm-hmm. us that were fucking fans of the show. They're dissing Rufus because Rufus want to be a part of the Hall of Fame. You know what? I, I'm not big into BKB. I'm going to be honest with you. I like when the guys beat the shit out of each other. I don't mind that. But I'd rather be professional and with gloves. But you know what? I respect anybody that gets in a ring or gets in anywhere in a, in a squared circle between each other and beats the crap out of each other. I, I don't mind that. I respect that. And, you know, Rufus has been following BKB a long time. If he wants to get in the Hall of Fame, who gives a shit? You know, don't hate the guy. He's, he's been following the BKB you know, trend for a long damn time. He's been a, a you know, big advocate for it, you know, big mouthpiece for BKB. He's helped it a lot grow, and he continues to do that now. So anybody who wants to talk shit, they can kiss my ass and Rufus's ass, and I'm sure Andre's ass. There's a lot of ass you can kiss, but you can start with mine. I'm going to have to defend Rufus. You know, I ain't gonna ever, you know join up no BKB stuff because I don't care about it. You know, I I, I would it would be unfair because I've never helped it grow. I've never been an advocate of it. You know, I respect it, but I don't I, don't, I haven't made it grow. And Rufus has. So if he wants to go to the, the Hall of Fame, so be it. Let him let him have his damn glory for Jesus' sakes. I mean, come on. You know, if you have a problem, won't you? If you have that much of a problem with Rufus, won't you sign up too? And maybe you guys can throw down. You know. That's a simple answer for your bullshit. So there you go. I wanted to drop that out and let everybody know I will not be, you know, signed up for the, you know the Hall of Fame. But Rufus deserves it, and if he wants to do it, so fucking be it. Drop it. I I was not expecting <laughs> you to say that at all, Michael Doss, but I greatly appreciate that. I got um, your back, man. I got your back. But I want to get into something. You were tweeting about a couple of days ago, and I didn't get a chance to get into it on the show Monday. Mm-hmm. You were saying that a certain how, how would I say it? A certain corrupt politician's niece may be playing a coal miner's daughter on film. Yes, uh, Amy that, Schumer, that the fucking um, weeble, you know, <laughs> Amy Schumer, who is not funny, who talks about taking you know certain parts of men's bodies. You know, uh, you know, more than once at a time, and, and you know, she laughs about it. She's not hilarious. She's like, she's nasty, and she's gonna play, you know, the coal miner's daughter. I hope that doesn't happen. That's a big mistake. There's many other good actresses out there. Uh, Amy Schumer playing Kirstie Martin would be a dumpster fire, just like her. For me. You know, the women's boxing has never gotten much fanfare or respect over the years. But to put her in the title role of Christy Martin, who single-handedly popularized that division, um, she put and put it on the forefront, it, it is quite a slap in the face, as far as I'm concerned. But then again, you know, I don't want to see it happen. If Christy I don't want to say that variety, but it's Amy but, Schumer's the wrong person, and I'm not saying that because her her uncle Chuck Schumer. I don't care. I'm not bringing politics in this to that extent. I mean, all you know what? A lot of politicians are corrupt. Republican, Democrat, it doesn't matter. Green Party, I don't care. You know, but but he's one too. 
But the thing is, it's, it's really about her. She's not funny. She doesn't deserve. I think Christy Martin could do better. And there's better actresses out there. I, I don't want to. I'd hate to dumb down the movie, and I feel that Amy Schumer would dumb it down. It's very hard for me to see her making that leap from essentially comedy films into being a, a gritty, serious role like Christy Martin, who had to go through so much trials. You know, because for a long time, nobody wanted women boxing, period. You know, and she managed to give it, you know, this um, respectable look to it. And the shame of it is, by the time she finally got famous, you know, um, she was already on the downside. She was on the decline. We never got to see Christy Martin at her best as a professional because by that time it came around, she was already a battle-scarred veteran, you know. I agree 100%. And, uh, you know, we don't always agree, but we do agree on that. Um, You know, Christy Martin is pure class, and uh, Amy Schumer is pure ass. So, whatever. I'm just oh, being straight. It's horrible. You know, that's a dumpster fire waiting to happen. But anyway. Uh, well, the thing, again. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say with, with all these boxing films and stuff being made, to me, if it don't make sense, don't make it. Because I don't know how many of these boxing films have been made and just bomb after bomb after bomb, you know. And I yeah, kind of just see that one. In it too. I'm not saying, you know, the the Vinnie Paz movie was great. Uh, no, the, the Vinnie Paz movie was great. That was, the, the Chuck Wepner movie was great. The I Roberto, was that. that was insane. How much he the, was like the Roberto Duran movie, though, was a huge letdown. You know? Well, they just they and, got into different things they shouldn't have got into, and they didn't really focus on really what mattered. Yeah. You know, it was kind of all over the place. And, uh, you know, I hope there's more movies to be made. I know there will be. I just hope they pick the right actors. And, you know, to be honest with you, if somebody's picking an actor for the Christy Martin movie, I would hope they would have some boxing experience and really seen her fight a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Some people don't know what the hell they're doing. If they're, they're talking about Amy Schumer, somebody's smoking crack. Because that's a horrible thing. You know, I mean, yeah. why don't we just pick the, the one chubby actress that's out right now? I mean, you might as well pick that chick from that one movie, uh, that, that blonde-headed girl. What's that uh, movie? Um, Melissa McCartney, uh, you mean? No, her. Or, she, uh, yeah, she would. She's too big. But anyway, I think she's lost weight, but still, she might come yeah. back. Um, but <laughs> I'm talking about. Um, You're probably that? thinking Rebel Wilson, maybe. Rebel, or there you go. Why don't you go yeah. ahead and do that? Yeah, go ahead and get Connie yeah. Wilson while you're at it. You know, <laughs> you know. Oh, I think she lost weight too. But I, I, that's what I'm saying. Just you know, she's short and she's you know chubby, and you're just gonna pick her for that. I mean, there's other you know actresses out there that can do a lot better. Just yeah, I'm gonna drop it because it's just pathetic. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we have a you know a big another big fight you know today being announced. Kovalev, Sergey Kovalev, 175 pound champion, he's gonna fight Elder Eder Alvarez. He's a very good fighter out of Canada, um, Olympic experience, you know, major amateur experience. Um, not fighting Marcus Brown. I, I'm glad about that in a way. Alvarez is a lot tougher. I still think Kovalev will win this fight, but you know what? If it if it isn't Dimitri Bivol, I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's insane. They're trying to build these two guys up. There's two Russians fighting. Okay, I mean Kazakhstan, whatever. They're they're both Russians. They're fighting. 
should be fighting. They're with the same promoter. You know, Bavaldi's got the biggest one of his career. Not that a guy that Andre Ward couldn't knock out. You know, that no one could knock out. Never been knocked out. I picked him to knock him out because he's a damn beast. And this is the fight that people want to see. Even though Bavaldi don't have a lot of fights, it doesn't matter. It needs to damn happen. And the same promoter promotes both guys, and they're picking Alvarez now, a guy that is deserving of a title shot, but I don't feel that he's deserving of the guy right now. I think Bivol had that, and, uh, you know, it's bullshit. Like I said, if it's not Bivol, it's bullshit. I might not even watch the fight. Yeah. (laughs) You're more uh, passionate and more, um, what do I want to say, educated on the 175-pound division than I am, Mike, ever since, um, you know, Ward left, essentially. Um, I'd rather see uh, Kovalev and Stevenson, really, myself. But um, because that makes sense. At least you got – at least it's champion and champion, you know. But I understand that will probably never happen because Adonis Stevenson will not fight outside of Canada, you know. But. Well, I didn't mention Adonis Stevenson because I got a feeling uh, Bob Jack could beat him. There is the strong possibility of that. I, I have to agree with that. But you're talking um, about a guy that's been knocked out in the first round before, so, I mean, it's a 50-50 fight to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, more news. Uh, Vaughn is off shot the world, and I'd be glad. Oh, who gives this? No, you're not. But anyway, I'm reading through the news. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to mention a little bit, you know, certain things, and if I don't like it, I'm just going to say I don't like it. Uh, this is beautiful. Manny Pacquiao, if I pick Boo Boy, the door is not closed on Roach. I swear to God, this is starting to be like the Filipino version of The Bachelor. You know, I'm going to give you the rose. You're going to be – but you can still come too. Shut the hell up, Manny. Who gives a shit? You're past your prime. you got probably one or two, maybe two fights left in you. And you're playing The Bachelor with, you know, the guy that, that, that helps you guide, help guide your career – and make you multi, multi mega rich, and you're gonna treat him like that? The hell with you! You should re- you should retire with Freddie Roach. I'm not even a big Roach fan, but I have to have his back. You know, I, you, you put it in his ass. You know, you dissed him. You're at the end of your career, and you're picking. That, that's bullshit. You know, end your career with the guy that helped guide your career. You're an idiot. And Boo Boy is all right, but Freddie Roach is a lot better. You know, he te- he teach he taught you a lot. Yeah, you were still a champion before, but still, man. You know, this guy rode with you. He was loyal to you. you the least thing you could do is be loyal to him while you retire. Um, shit on Pacquiao. I hate that, man. It's like the bachelor. I was going to say, you know, it reminds me of a, a big soap opera, you know. <laughs> Everything's got to turn it into. It's but, horrible. Um, got two guys standing side by side. The, the thing with room. me... The thing with me is, it's like I said on the last show, Freddie, you know, I think he's at the end of his ropes as a trainer himself. But Pacquiao is at the end of the line in his career. I think he's only got like one or two fights left because I think they're going to try to cash him out against like Lomachenko or something. The, The way I look at it is this. Just fucking retire with you and Freddie, and then Freddie can retire. I swear you know, God, if you both go out at top. If he beats, well, he, he's going to beat Lenaris, I know that. But if he beats Lenaris and then he fights like Gervonta Davis and then knocks him out brutally and then he knocks out Manny Pacquiao, he will be my all-time favorite fighter that ever lived. <laughs> he, will, he will take the helm from Ricardo Lopez. Salvador Ooh, now that, now that is a blast from the past. And Azuma knows it. 
Oh, yeah. My top Lopez. Lopez. <laughs> Damn. One of the classiest guys that ever put on gloves, man. He he he, he was a he was the most beautiful boxer I've ever seen. And Muhammad Ali was too. But this guy flew. I mean, he didn't just you know, flick the jab out and dance around. This guy had some major technique. It's like he flowed in the ring. I mean, it's like he was dancing. It was like he was just you know doing a dance in the ring by, while he was whipping your ass. This guy was just brutal. Uppercuts, you know, the, the combinations, the, the counter punching was. He was one of the best counter punches I've ever seen. Uh, he was the real deal. And if, if Lomachenko does what I said, he, you know, what I what I picked, you know, three names: Lenaris, Davis, and then the finale against Pacquiao. I'm sorry, Ricardo. I love you, man, but <laughs> there's a new king, baby. Uh, I, you might, we might as well just make an official prediction right now that I, I figure that Pacquiao is going to get the same treatment that uh, he gave Oscar De La Hoya if he fights Lomachenko. WB, WBC president, Mr. Suleiman himself, all, all big nasty. Um, he praises Bonus. He is a worthy opponent for Golovkin. <coughs> Horseshit. He is not. He got schooled by Vonis. He ain't fought in two years. And he's not even a 160-pounder. Shut the hell up, Suleiman. He's the, yeah, of course he's a worthy opponent because you're getting a fucking, you know, sanctioning fee. You know, any guy's going to be worthy because you're getting paid anyway. Shut the hell up. Go go choke on a burrito, you fat fuck. I mean, I hate like that. I, like, like I said on the show Monday, um... People wanted to talk say. about Gary Spike O'Sullivan being bad. I'm like, this is worse. This <laughs> is bad, but this is worse. You know, uh, one thing about Marrosian, he doesn't get knocked out. I will give him that. He will be in shape, possibly, and he, uh, he will come to fight. He'll yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't get knocked out against 154 pounders. You know, that's yeah, that's but he's funny. fought some very, very good ones. I mean, he fought. I think. I mean, he, he, he Laura. Took, he went twelve with Laura. I believe he didn't go twelve with Charlo. The guy has skills, and he does have good defense. It could be interesting. It could go some rounds. Um, I, I think Kovalev needs the rounds. But the thing is, is he worthy? I wouldn't say he's worthy. I mean, he's coming off a loss. He hasn't fought in two years, and he's not a hundred sixty-pound fighter. You know, he's never been at that weight. I like him. He's a great guy. But don't you know? Don't start you know bellowing that bullshit. You know he's worthy. He's a, you know you were talking crap about Golovkin a month ago, saying I don't know you know what Golovkin is, you know what what happened to him. And your other guy tested positive for steroids, and you you was on his jock the whole time. Oh yeah, it's some hamburgers. Uh, you know I eat some bad hamburgers too. Shut the hell up, dude. You know I don't care if it's hamburgers, if it's any damn thing. I don't care what happened. You know, the fact is he tested positive for a drug, and it's not proven exactly how that happened. And he, you had his back more than you had the guy that tested Clean's back. And now you're saying this is a worthy opponent? Who can believe you? You're just as bad as a promoter. You know, I mean, the, the, the great, you know, one of the greatest promoters that ever lived, you know, Bob Arum said, you know, if I lie tomorrow, what's that, that popular saying that he says? I might be lying tomorrow or something. You know what I mean? I I, I screwed that all up. But anyway, there there's a big saying that he was saying, talking about lying. Uh, this is what the guys do. They, they do lie. All promoters bullshit people, and the sanctioning bodies do too. 
I don't think that Suleiman or any of the sanctioned bodies really should be vocal, especially about stuff like this. They should shut the hell up. They should do their job, and they should give out belts. That's what their job is, and collect the sanctioning fees. Yeah, you know, the WBC. Sorry, but... I, I've I've never been a fan of the WBA or the WBC or really or any organization for that matter. I mean, we'd be crooked. Uh, we'd be I asking. think it was, I think it was about like a week ago they released like the April top forty heavyweight rankings, and I'm they were like number seven Tony Bellew, and I'm like Bellew hasn't fought like a fucking heavyweight for like over a year and a half, and he he fought a fucking shot David Hay. David Hay is Rufus. nowhere. We, we got somebody on right now. I don't mean to interrupt you, but nine one eight, nine one eight. You're on. Welcome to ATG Radio. Hey, hey, what hey. up, everybody? It's Kid Thunder. Oh, damn! <laughs> Rufus, your nemesis. Oh Jesus! <laughs> KT Nation, what the hell are you doing, boy? Uh, not much, man. Just working. What you doing now? Uh well, right now uh, I just got done with the uh, fundraiser today that I was running. So I got well, that. Tell everybody what you're what you're know. working on. Well, I'm actually uh, found a building that is seven fifty a month and uh, seven fifty down deposit, and I'm gonna open. Uh, me and my brother, uh, we're gonna open up uh, Kid Thunder's Boxing and Fitness. We're gonna call it the Thunderdome. So uh, wow. we're gonna open up a boxing gym slash fitness gym. So uh, that's what we're raising the money for. Uh, we've been at Walmart uh, on zero today, and then tomorrow we're gonna be on uh, Rogers Walmart raising money. So far, we've gotten two hundred dollars raised, but we just started. Are you, started today, are you baking so. cookies and cakes for people, or what? Uh, actually, no. Um, are you just asking Frank for and I were partners? No, uh, we I've got T-shirts made um, oh, okay. with uh, my logo on it. With the uh, logo on it, we're selling T-shirts. Uh, Fifteen dollars a shirt. Uh, we got that going on. We also got the posters of me and my boxing. Uh, we also we also uh, the bigger news is tomorrow. I'm hoping that I can get it to go in. But we may end up having a special guest tomorrow of JD Nitrate Chapman. So, uh, oh man, he's, uh, I'm he's defeated out. heavyweight. He lives he's right a ghost. He's a ghost, man. Yeah, he's been. Yeah, he's been right here. He lives here in Fort Smith. So, actually, well, we we've been talking about that. Um, I'm not going to be able to disclose any information. <clears throat> right now, uh, on that part, due to the fact of some legal issues, but uh, uh, that there may be a possibility that uh, JD Nightcream will be boxing again. He does wow. listen, I can tell you that much. Well, I'll tell you what, man. If you get some pictures of them T-shirts, send them to us on Twitter, and uh, if, you, if you're real nice to Rufus, I think we'll post some pictures up, and maybe we can get you a little uh, a little help, man. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta uh, talk to Rufus, though. He's a Twitter master. So. Yeah, I've seen that he took over ATG's uh, Facebook. I've seen him posting a lot. Great job, here. man. Rufus is doing excellent. And you and Rufus talk right now. I want to see. I want to hear this. It needs to happen. 
<laughs> oh, God. Live on ATG Radio. Oh, shit. We're in dire straits if all we got is me and KT talking shit to each other. <laughs> uh, we don't got to talk shit. No, actually, actually, I do want to talk to Rufus about something. Uh, so, Rufus, um, I mean, I made a I made a post on the uh, on the internet boxing thread uh, uh-huh. on two different cases today, but I seen that Michael Tyson is wanting a, a, a trilogy match with me. Uh, I would mind if uh, Michael Tyson go for it. I'm pretty sure that we can get that fight set up real easy. Uh, he's uh he'd be down. I mean, I think he tried to go with Robert Crawley. You know, Robert Crawley, he's too big for Robert Crawley, but he's not too big to get his ass pulled by Kip Thunder. I, I told um I told Jason McClure I said that's the match that needs to happen is the trilogy the rubber match you know between uh, you and him um, because he was talking some stuff you know saying oh I'll fight anybody and I'm like well hell fight you know Kid Thunder you know <laughs> so do it. Well I did I see on there that he said that he asked Thunder for him. I mean he, he was talking how he could beat him the first time. But the thing is that he didn't beat me that fast. We went through the whole four rounds, and uh, I would have won that if I didn't get robbed. That should have been a draw at the very least. But you know what? That'd be fine. Uh, I can come back just as much stronger. Um, good news is I don't have breathing problems anymore. I've gotten, I actually had pneumonia the whole entire time. I got misdiagnosed. Now that I've been taking my medication, I'm completely clear. So I have been cleared to fight. I've Are actually you still got smoking, the, uh, Nope. Wow. Nope, not Holy at all. Holy crap. Actually, I'm actually being able to run three miles every day. I've been doing that for the last month. I've been in my gym. I live here at the links. You know, they got the gym here. I've been in the gym there every day after work. Uh, like I said, I'm I'm completely healed. And I did go to my doctor and got a medical release to be able to fight. I got the MRI done because my age is 35. So I've got an MRI, an up-to-date MRI, my blood work's done, and I got a medical release to fight. Well, I'll tell you what, man. I, yeah. I've talked to you a lot on the show. Hell, I've been face-to-face with you, trained you for your, you know, a couple, I think your last fight. And uh, you sound a lot different. There ain't the wheezing, you know, there ain't that kind of shit. You, know, you sound good. And I don't know if Rufus agrees, but I think you could be real. This could be real, Rufus. I think it sounds you know, like you're I always really told... changing. I always told Andrew, I said, you know, um, who knows how your career would have been had people actually spent the time with you and everything. I would like to see, you know, KT be at like 140 pounds, you know, fighting or something What's like that. What's your weight right think, now? I think that'd make a big difference. Right now, I went from, when I checked it two weeks ago, I was 160. I checked it again uh, yesterday, and I'm exactly... At 141.9. Whoa. Rufus, I'm telling you, this guy's for real. Hey, if he can, if he's serious about it and actually is putting in that kind of work, he can turn it around. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, Give a plug out about your, your gym right. one more time. Let everybody know what's going on with you. Let everybody know where the gym is. Let everybody know how they can contribute. And uh, you know, send some pictures of Rufus, and we'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, Rufus had to unblock me from Messenger. <laughs> but, well, send it, no, send it uh, to me, and then I'll just post that shit. Just post that shit like in the internet uh, boxing forum group. 
Well, just send them to me. Anyway, I, I didn't block on Grand Avenue and Fort Smith. The gym's here in Grand Avenue in Fort Smith. Uh, the plan is to have the Thunderdome. Uh, I am wanting to get other boxers to come in. Uh, we're right off the airport highway on the airport highway, and we'll be able to. Uh, I do have. Uh, I can show you pictures of the gym. I do got the pictures of it. We did I make saw, it. Up I saw it. It's awesome. So we are going to have enough room to put beds in there, uh, you know, for boxers to be able to stay and actually train there when they when they have fights. That's kind of You're going to get a lot of homeless guys here, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. But as I have long as they can punch somebody, hey, it's all good. I do have a meeting with the mayor of uh, Fort Smith next week to try to get me uh, to try to get it government funded as well. Is they well try to done. get the kids off the street. Well do done. Do kind of like the boys Well, give the address. You said Grand Avenue, but do you have the address? Yes, it's twenty three twelve Grand Avenue. Twenty three twelve Grand Avenue, Fort Smith, Arkansas. If you're in the area, or if you're not in the area, drive down there. Let them know what's going on. When are you planning on opening the gym? Well, like I said, we just made the, my brother and I, we went down today, made the $750 deposit for it. Now we just got to come up with the $750 rent. And so once we get that done, then we will, so it'll probably be open by June. Because we're going to get a ring in there. We got to get a ring. We're probably going to buy a floor ring. And then we're going to have to get the exercise equipment. Uh, my brother's going to put a few He's gonna. Uh, he has a guy that's gonna give us a few, uh, a few workout equipment there, and then I gotta get the heavy bags and all that going. So probably about in June, when we can get the sign, the neon sign up on the building. When June gets closer, you know, let us know how the progress is. We'll keep on plugging the gym. Like I said, send me those t-shirts. You know, pictures of the t-shirts. We'll post them on Twitter. We'll help you out as much as we can. And uh, you know, get you like a GoFundMe page, or something. you know, get something. I'll post that too. You know, we're here to help, KT. We appreciate you, um, if, dude. If you need anything, you know, you know my number. You know how you how to get on the show. Call in anytime, my friend. All right, brothers. All right, man. Be good. Y'all be All good. Right. All right, man. The legendary Kid Thunder. The Thunderdome, baby, 2312 Grand Avenue, Fort Smith. Holy shit. He sounds for real. Rufus, I can't believe it. You know, um, if it all is, you know, legit and everything else like that, you know, um, I really wish Andrew the best of luck at it. And, uh, you know, when he is motivated to do something, you know, he will bust his ass to try to make something happen. So I really hope, you know. Well, I want to give, you know, basically we're going to do some 10 counts because uh, we've had, you know, today we've had two legendary figures in in, in politics and in wrestling, you know, pass away. Um, You know, first we had Barbara Bush, I mean, legendary, uh, you know, basically like the grandmother, you know, (laughs) America's America's grandmother. I mean, everybody loved her from Democrats to, you know, Republicans. Independence, it, it did not matter. Uh, libertarians, the Green Party, everybody loved Barbara Bush. She never did anything, you know, any major conflict in her career, no ma- major scandals. You know, she's always been a very respectful, very classy woman. 
And I'll tell you what, it's a major loss. She was 92 years old. I mean, she lived a long life, and it was bound to happen, but it still hurts. And uh, you know, we want to give her uh, mad respect here at ATG Radio. And uh, I can't find my 10 count. <laughs> That's just wonderful. But, I mean, give us some thoughts about Barbara Bush, Rufus. You know, though people may not have liked Bush the Elder or Bush the Younger or any of the other members of the Bush family, like you said, you know, this was a woman who was a beloved figure more so than her husband and sons. And um, the woman essentially did no wrong or could do no wrong in the eyes of many. So, you know, I hate to see her go. I'll be honest with you. I thought old man Bush would have went before she did. But, you know, I mean, these things happen. She was pushing around in a wheelchair. I mean, Mm -hmm. I thought the same thing. But she, uh, this woman, you know, is told she has a couple days to live, but she could live a little longer if she got more treatment. You know, with the fear of dying in the hospital, she chose to go home and die a peaceful death. And she already, she planned her wedding, her funeral. She invited probably half the people that's going to show up. She personally invited before she passed away. You know, she knew she was dying, and uh, she did it with class, just like she lived with class. And uh, mad respect to her. We're going to give her a ten bell salute. I finally found it. when we had the show. Uh, We didn't have the 10-bell salute back then, so I would have to run out into my garage and with this metal bell, essentially, you know. I remember. That would would probably even be better than what we just presented, but still, rest in peace, Barbara Bush and Rufus, a second death today that shattered the the wrestling world, a beloved figure. You're the Mm -hmm. wrestling guy. Let us know. The man who sold out Madison Square Garden more than anyone else. A man who at one point in time could bench press more than Paul Anderson, the world's strongest man, legitimately. Um, A man who held the WWWF back when it was the Triple WF championship longer than anybody, a combined uh, 12 years. Um, Mr. Bruno Sammartino, the Italian Superman to a generation of New Yorkers and wrestling fans around the world. Um, He was the epitome of, especially if you were in the Italian community, you know, this man wasn't just a wrestler. He was a role model and a figure to live up to in the eyes of many people. Um, I also have to mention just over the wire as well, another 
legendary wrestler from the old territorial days, Paul Jones from the uh, National Wrestling Alliance territories. He also died. It was just announced about 15 minutes ago. So we lost two legendary performers, but, you know, 10 bells salute to uh, Bruno and uh, Mr. Paul Jones. something and sure enough um, became the biggest ambassador in professional wrestling and even when he was on the outs with Vince McMahon he was uh, the kind of guy who told it like it was and said wrestling needs to get rid of all this steroid bullshit and everything else to really clean up its image because he did not believe in any funny business even in a business that is quite, you know, crooked, so to speak. Uh, I'll tell you what, he's a legend. Definitely rest in peace. You know, sad news today, just all the way around. I mean, boxing, wrestling, politics. You know, just a sad day, you know, of losing, you know, so many people. But uh, anyway, we're going to go ahead and switch gears, and we're going to talk about stuff that's upcoming tomorrow. Golden Boy Promotions. Just announced, you know, Canelo back September 15th, whatever. Or when is it, September 12th or 15th? That's, that's how much I really care. <laughs> I don't even know. I think it's I think it's the 15th. I'm not harvest for sure. I, I believe yeah. you said the 15th earlier. Yeah, the 15th is right. But I just wanted to, yeah, double-check that like it really matters. But, you know, if it ain't Canelo, if it ain't Triple G, it doesn't matter. And it, was, it would not shock me if Mr. De La Hoya, you know, pairs him up maybe in Mexico against some scrub and says that, you know, Canelo's had so much trauma that he needs to tune up before, you know, Triple G. And they're only going to do that to make Triple G grow older and just solidify a win for Canelo. I would not put it past Golden Boy. I'd probably put money on it. 
I think, honestly, in all opinion, that's what the rematch was all about to begin with, too. You know, they figure uh, he'll be another year older and slower. and um, But I, I'm going to bank on it, too, that if he fights the next time he fights, I wouldn't be surprised if it's in Mexico or somewhere in South America, um, you know, against some sort of name or X name. And uh, he'll get a couple of million dollars for easy work and then uh, – See if he can't get Triple G again, but I'll be honest, I think Triple G is done with his ass, and they are going to focus solely on Billy Joe Billy Saunders. Joe Saunders. And if he beats Billy Joe Saunders, I don't think he needs Canelo. No, because everybody already knew he beat. You know, no matter, even though it'll always say in the record books a draw, 99 out of 100 who saw that fight knew that he beat, you know, him fair and square. And he doesn't need him. He does not need well, the man for his legacy. With Holyfield and Lennox Lewis in the first fight, mm-hmm. you know, they, they see the same thing. But everybody <laughs> knows that Lewis won that fight. So, oh yeah. Know. But but anyway, Golden Boy is going to Puerto Rico tomorrow. ESPN two Thursday night fights. I do like that. I do love the you know going to Puerto Rico having some decent fights on on Thursday. It's 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 good for boxing. But what's bad for boxing is somebody in the main event or co-main event or whatever you want to call it. You got uh, Lamont Roach fighting Orlando Cruz, and you know everybody knows. If you don't know, I'm going to let you know. Most people do. Orlando Cruz is you know notably, notably, you know, um, basically a first, you know, openly gay boxer. They're saying mm-hmm. he's one of the first ones. And they've really promoted it, and that's fine. You know, and, he, and he's had a decent career. He's a German-type guy. But he's in the main event against Lamont Roach. He's 16-0, six knockouts. Um, Golden Boys, they might get arrested. And I said this before, but it's still funny. But if they keep on putting him in there with these guys, they could probably get Oscar de la Horn for gay bashing. But, you know, the, the thing is, Lamont Roach is, has six knockouts, so he's probably just going to be a prolonged beating. But I think Roach is going to win that fight. I don't know if it's going to be interesting or not. Um, really, to be honest with you, I don't care if he's gay or not. I respect him. Uh, he's a fighter. I respect all fighters. But I don't really care about seeing Orlando Cruz anymore. I think that fighter has been put out a long time ago. And uh, But anyway, that's what they're mm-hmm. putting on ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, Rufus, you're going to be watching it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> for for me, I remember when he first came on HBO with like Bryant Gumble and shit like that about him being openly gay. And I thought to myself back then, that must have been five or six years ago, that I was like the greatest gay boxer there ever was was Emil Griffith. Yeah, but you he know, wasn't and that was all. Gay. No, he wasn't openly gay, but nonetheless. And I think the second best was Tyrone Everett. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, with boxing fans, we don't care what somebody's sexuality is. We only care if you can fight. And the problem with Cruz is he was a kind of guy who had marginal talent and managed to parlay that into a national success story. People are going to hate me, but I'm going to just you know, call it like it is. Remember when Don King you know, was coming up as a promoter, and, mm-hmm. you know, this guy comes up to him. Who was it? Boudini Brown? I can't remember who it was. But they came up to him and were like, man, you need some style to your life. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and he started spiking his hair. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, this is our statement. This is how we, you know, it's different. This is how we really get ahead. They, mm-hmm. You change your appearance. Well, guess what? I really feel that a promoter, a manager, an advisor said, you know what? We all know you're gay. But you got a couple losses. Your career's on the down and on the downside. Let's go ahead and just put it out there in the open. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It worked. It worked to an extent. He got a lot more publicity. He got more money than he probably would have made if he didn't do it. Um, I'm not saying he's not gay. He is. But they put it out there for a reason, and it worked. Mm-hmm. It was a selling point. But now it's just got old, and uh, you know I don't I don't really care to see him anymore. But like I said, I respect but the, him. The problem the problem with him is that's his only selling point. And in this day and age, 2018, who the hell isn't gay or bisexual or I'm fucking not, transgender? Uh, well, I mean, Rufus. not us. <laughs> We're real men and everything, but still, well, across the board, and, <laughs> across the board in entertainment, you know. Yeah, but they're real. Who the hell is it? Prefer guys. I mean, I don't. I, don't I mean, who the hell is it? I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. Um, but it's just you're right. Today's day and age, it really doesn't matter. And but at that point, it was a selling point. They made some extra money. They had more publicity than they ever would have received if he wasn't gay. And uh, you know, he he got his he got the love, he got the the, the success. But that's what he's known for. And I really mm-hmm. don't care to see it anymore. And he's he's not he's only. I hope he. It'd be nice if he pulls off an upset in Puerto Rico. It'd be huge. But I don't see it happening. I think yeah, but be a is beating. Game. Yeah, but is beating a 16-0 guy with six knockouts really, you know, this big thing that's going to catapult you back? It is the golden boy because you got to remember it was a huge thing. They got a draw with Canelo and Triple G, even though, you know, Triple G beat the shit out of them. So it's it's always, you know, golden boy will flip it and spin it so damn good and make him look like a damn world champion. <sighs> that's what they do. You know, I've never well, seen a guy get beat so bad. You know, get beat so bad, and still get so much love, like Canelo. <laughs> they acted like he won the belt. Well, I'm like, oh, really? For me, I don't even care about the belts anymore, because I remember back in the day, me and you, me and Frank used to joke saying, "Hey, for 500 bucks, we can register a sanctioning body, and we can put a belt on anybody we want." I mean, because it's that damn simple, you know, and. <laughs> Boxing's turned into too much of a novelty these past few years, and that's what makes me sick about the game. Speaking of in a lot of ways, they, uh, you know, the, the second big fight is going to be at, well, it's going to be in England. Carl Frampton, former champion, you know, basically the the WBO World Featherweight title is on the line. Come back, you know, Nito Donaire going to to Ireland to fight Frampton. That's going to, to the, the Lions Den. Um, that could be a good fight. That could be a Belfast. good fight, man. Uh, I think Frampton's going to win. I think Donaire's past his prime. I think this is going to be the last cash-in for him, and I think his career will be over after this fight. I, I can't really argue against that. I really can't. Yeah, you pretty much summarized you know, my personal <laughs> thoughts on it. Because, I mean, what else is there to say? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the co-feature... Another championship. I mean, I'm impressed. There's you know, two title fights on the line on one card. You got uh, Zelani Titi 
versus very good champion by the way versus Omar Narvarez. Narvarez is a long reigning champion from Argentina, kind of a bit on the downside. Ironically, a former opponent of Nadia Donaire. Donaire handed him his first loss, and uh, it's you know he he lost to uh, to uh, Anui in Japan, got blown out. Uh, he's won I think five straight fights, four or five straight fights. And he's fighting Titi. I mean, Titi is a very hard puncher, the fastest knockout, you know, I think one of the fastest knockouts of all time in his last fight, in a title fight. And uh, he's on a major roll right now. Um, I think I think Titi Isn't that the guy with the six-second knockout? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw he, that. He, I was like, holy shit. I'm, like, I'm still thinking to myself, Jimmy Thunder knocking out a... Crawford Grimsley was faster than that, though, to be honest. You know, he, but but Narvarez has had five straight wins, and uh, you know I, there's a chance here. There's a chance here. But you know he did. He, he's the first guy to beat Nikolai Potovov, Potovov in uh, Argentina. He, he's 17 and 0. He you know he uh, knocked him out in the seventh round. So he's on a little you know little tear himself right now. But the problem is, I don't think he's going to be strong enough for Titi. He's 42 years old. This is this could be the, the swan song for him. There's two swan songs on the line, you know, with Donito and with uh, Narvarez. I got to pick TD to win that fight. I think he's gonna end up stopping him. This, he's a beast. I'll take your beast. word. Uh, I'm gonna take your word for it, Doss. I, I should be following these smaller men a lot better than I do, but I'm gonna say you're the expert when it comes to the guys under like a hundred and like forty pounds. You know. You would know better than I do. Well, Zelani, Zelani Titi is a very damn good fighter. So, yeah, maybe you can get a stream of that. I think it will be a good fight. It's a good card. Um, but my picks are Frampton and Titi. Um, there's a, you know, a few uh, overseas fights going on, right? I mean, and then you've got the big fight we talked about before. Adrian Broner, Jesse Vargas, David, Gervonta Davis against Cuellar, and then Charlo against Centeno. There's been some words, and also Heather Hurry on that card. I'm sure that uh, it might be on uh, Show Extreme. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Are you, are you gonna say? Were you on the on the show when when she was on that night? I was sitting back listening. You know, I, I bet you listening. were. I did. I <laughs> were. I were. Did I hear... <laughs> <laughs> that what, that's what I was hearing. Damn, man. Oh uh, shit. Well, I mean, there's so many, like, good-looking, like, women coming up in boxing, and they're badass as hell, too. Back in the day, the women were pretty, and they couldn't fight for shit. Now they're both, like, killers and good-looking. It's like fucking Xena Warrior Princess everywhere I look now. <laughs> well, she's going to be on the card. Rushy Warren's going to be on the card. Um, you know, just two of fights, probably for both. I mean, they're fighting, you know, one, uh, Heather Hart's fight a 12-2 and, 12 and two. You know, Torres and then uh, uh, Warren's fighting a 10 and 2 guy. So, you know, kind of a comeback fight for Warren and a tuna fights for both. So, they might be on Show Extreme. Check that out. And uh, we talked about the fights before. You know, I, th- I think Broner's probably going to pull it off. Uh, Davis, maybe. That's a 50 50 fight for me because Quayar is tougher than hell. Uh, Charlo, I like over Centeno. But Centeno's showing some hunger. He's been training. He's talking shit about Charlo, saying about you know, there was a drunken post on Twitter or Instagram from Charlo a couple nights ago talking crap about Broner. Who gives a shit? I mean, that's the thing. You've got to fight in a couple days. And you're talking about you know, the featherweight or the 140-pounder that 
that's fighting the car that's, you know, 15, 20 pounds lighter than you, just drop it. Who gives a shit? Focus on the guy you're fighting, you know. And if you're drunk, hey, you're drunk. You know, whatever. Hey, hey, you know, as far as the fucking Twitter shit, you know, I would say Kanye West and 50 Cent going back and forth on Twitter, calling each other fucking psycho and shit. It's more interesting than that. But, but don't you find it ironic that the guy has a fight in less than a week, but like two weeks ago it's kind of started. This beef with his rapper, Takashi69, apparently him and Adrian Broner are going at it. It's really, really brutal, and everybody's talking about it. You know, why didn't this happen five months ago? It happens right I'm gonna tell you. Right. I'm going to tell you why. It's because, no disrespect to the man he's fighting, but the guy he's fighting has nothing to really sell. This is just to generate interest all the way around. Jesse Bars is, is a laid-back guy. Some people could even call him boring, but when he gets in the ring, the guy is business. That's true, but I can't think, help but think of Muhammad Ali when he went to fight Buster Mathis and tickets were really selling slow in the garden. And they were like, what can we do? And he was like, we can fake me getting kidnapped, you know, to try to sell interest in the fight. So, hey, If you ever ask Muhammad Ali, what can we do, you know it's going to be magic. That guy, was a, he was a magician in the ring, outside the ring. I mean, my goodness. Uh, he, he had no shame in trying to sell extra tickets, I will say that much. One of my favorites was after Joe Bugner fought like some bum in like London, England. <laughs> Fucking Ollie jumped the stage, you know, took off his shirt, and he said, I will fight you and whip you right now, Bugner. <laughs> he was going to fight Bugner next, you know. This, this is what really gets me, Rufus. And, and, and Andre, welcome back, man. Thanks for coming on. My man, co-host, Andre Rosina. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you everything about training, how's everything going. I know you guys got press conferences coming up, I think. But I'm, first, I'm going I'm, I'm to talk a little bit more about this Broner Takashi 69 beef. Uh, it's ironic that, you know, right before the fight, you're talking about how changed you are. You're born again, Christian, boxer, whatever the hell you are. You're born again. You know, you're you're not a bad guy no more. You're out of the ghetto. You straighten your life up. And now you got beef with some damn gangster rapper that you're going back and forth with, but you're still supposed to be, like, born again. Make your mind up, Adrian. Are you born again or are you still a thug? What's up? <laughs> well, i tell you one thing. The uh, New York State Athletic Commission took it seriously because they shut down a media workout. The um, press conference is private, and the weigh-in is private. It's not open to the public. So uh, it's detriment to the fans. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So it, it it's become a real a real headache and um it's just indicative of what goes on and and it shouldn't, but once again we had the same position where more is going on outside the ring than inside the ring. Absolutely. Well, I just I, I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Okay, here's this thing out. But here's one tweet from Adrian Broder. Six nine 
bitch ass N word because I'm a white guy. Better chill out. And then on God, hashtag on God, this ain't, wait, this ain't that, Instagram.com. I mean, is that the words of a guy that's you know, changed and got his head off his ass and is you're really focusing on his career? Uh, you, you know, you know, I'm going to draw a comparison back to big George Foreman when he made his comeback, right? And, you know, he was the punching preacher, you know, old Uncle George. But when the cameras turned off, you know, George Foreman would kind of get back to being like the Incredible Hulk and would say, don't fuck with me, Jim Lampley. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, when Jim Lampley needed help, that riot in the garden, if you remember, <laughs> you know, George Foreman threw him under the damn desk or, you know, uh, he threw him underneath and he's sitting there about to throw down with these guys. And he had his back, so I give I give George that. George, but George, I really feel that George did change. He he might have reverted back once in a while, but he he found God too, and I I believe that he really did. I met George Foreman. The guy was a class act with me. Um, I think mm-hmm. he really changed his life. Ten years. It takes a long time, but he did it. You can't just have one bad fight, you know, get in some trouble, have charges on you, and then say, "Oh, I'm gonna change." You know, he does this every damn time. You know, these words are not. You know, boards of somebody changing. And if there was, if there was Twitter at the time that George Foreman, you know, come back, do you think George Foreman would ever tweet anything like that? Hell no, he wouldn't. No, <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. It's this guy ain't changed. He, you know what? He's gonna he'll win this fight probably. He'll eke out a split decision maybe, and then he'll end up getting arrested. You want to put money on it? Uh, I mean, I'm just being honest. I'm keeping it real in the fire pit, baby. If you, if you track his actions and the way he's been going about doing things, unfortunately, we can only agree. Oh, there you go. And we agree a lot, but you know, we got our reasons. You, know, you cannot say no to that one, not at all. But I'll tell you what, if he's taking Jesse Vargas lightly, that's going to be the biggest mistake that he ever made. Well, because guys like Tim Bradley did it too, and Tim Bradley got waxed in the last round. That's one thing about Jesse Vargas. He don't have a lot of knockouts on his record, but he tries every single second of every single round. Yes, he does. I, listen, and I if, if he slips up one time, it could be in the 11th round, 12th, it don't matter. If he if he relaxes one damn time, Jesse Vargas, man, he'll cook his goose. And that's one thing he's got to watch. And I don't feel that he's focused on Vargas. I really want to pick Vargas to win this fight. That's how close I am. Oh. Oh. I do. But I think that, that Broner has the appeal of the judges. He knows how to wow them. You know, he'll do his regular thing. You know, he'll, he might get hurt a couple times. He'll hold on. You know, he'll, he'll make it look good with the judges. He'll get a split decision. That's what I'm thinking. He'll eke out a win. Well, you know what? They haven't actually been in his favor lately. Um, you know, it, it, I saw it starting to go in that direction. Um, especially when he lost to Sean Porter and then when he lost to Mickey Garcia. I was like, those were two two times, especially in the Barclays Center, where if they were really in Adrian's uh, favor or, quote-unquote, in his pocket, they would have gave him the decision. But they did because he didn't deserve it. 
you know, I, I, the guy got screwed in his last fight brutally, and now he's headlining again, and he's getting all this publicity. You know, I will be honest with you. This is uh, a guy with four losses at this stage in his career. He's getting a lot more love than other fighters get in his position. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and he should cherish this, and it should make him really want to change. Because I'm telling you, he's got so many cases on him right now. He's got a lot going on in the court system. I would not be shocked if he wins this fight. He, he might get arrested. I don't see that he's going to change. We'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, it don't look good for him right now. He needs to keep his damn mouth shut. It doesn't matter what somebody else is saying about you. But I'm telling you, it's staged. There's no doubt in my mind. But it, it could be, but it's having some serious repercussions. There you go. Well, I'm, hey, we were talking earlier. I know you were busy, you know, doing the, the grind and all that. Let me ask you first, champ, how's everything going? What's going on with uh, Danny? What's going on with uh, with Saddam? How's everybody looking? What's the temperature like? Well, things are going very well. Uh, Danny concluded his sparring, his, his last sparring session was yesterday. Uh, we had 12 rounds in, and he, and he looked great. He just cruised right through it. And uh, now it's just fine-tuning a little bit until next week, Saturday. And I'm telling you guys, uh, not because I feel it's going to happen, but because Danny says it's going to happen. Uh, this guy is going to be in trouble. Danny says he's going out there to maraud him. So, and he never talks like that. Yeah, but you know what? That's the best thing to do. you got a 26-year-old guy that never fought a guy like you. You need to bring him to the big leagues, and you need to do it quick. Exactly. Exactly. So Welcome him to the sport of boxing. There you go. Hey, Captain, he said, he's going to jump on him. He said, I'm going to jump on him like a barracuda. I said, like a barracuda? He said, that's right. You know, barracudas are sneaky. You can not, oh. you, One minute you're not looking, and then they're right on your arm tearing a piece of chunk out of you. I said, Danny okay. needs this in his career right now. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. The Arias fight, it was a good boxing ex- exhibition, but it wasn't the most exciting fight. No. And he did what he had to do, but he had a guy that wasn't fighting, and, you know, that was you know surviving too. Um, right. I, I thought he could, he should have knocked him out, but he did what he had to do. And the guy was, you know, I mean, he was a good fighter. Aries was no slouch, but no, no, he no. needs a knockout. Yeah, he needs to get back on track with it, and uh, he says he's going to be back on track. He needs a kid chalk with this guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> he's going to come out mean. I guarantee you, he's going to come out really mean in this fight. So keep you. If the, in other words, don't go and get the popcorn when the fight starts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Yeah, oh. Dom is doing very well. Um, he's boxing very well. And uh, I think he's going to put on a, a nice little clinic with Liam Smith. And uh, it should be a very good bout. Um, Richard Cummy just got back to uh, New York from Ghana, Africa. That <laughs> will be preparing his next bout and um, the way it looks now I honestly believe that, that uh, the IBF is going to strip Triple G um, in favor of Sergey, the technician Defrentenko and because uh, he, he looks like he's soldiering on with this Vonis Matarosian fight even though I didn't think it was going to happen they keep pressing it and the IBF is uh actually got his back up against the wall with it because if they follow through, we're going to sue them, and they don't want to get sued. 
Not expressing when they're in the room. Uh-uh. So, um, I think um, Triple G, it would behoove him to say that he wasn't fighting instead of fighting Vonis Matarosian and ending up losing his IBF strap. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I think maybe at this stage in his career, he doesn't care. I mean, Triple G's big on belt, so that really kind of confuses me a little bit. But pick at Vonis Martirosian. That's an easy pick to me. And um, just uh, I wanted to see Darren Schenko. I knew it wasn't going to happen. They know how good he is. I'm, like I said before, I'm not saying he's gonna. He would beat Triple G, but I think it would be a tougher, a much tougher fight than anybody else besides Canelo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And they don't want that kind of action. You know, not on no. short notice. You know. No. No, I'll tell you what. You know, we, we we talked about all the fights coming up this weekend. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the you know the fights that we're talking about now with Dan, Danny Jacobs and Selecki. You already gave your choice. You you already gave your pick, Rufus. What is your pick for this fight? And what is your pick for all the fights on the main card? Jerome Miller, Johan Duapas, or Duapas, like you say. You're you're talking to me, right, about Gerald Miller and Duapas? Yes, sir. Yeah. But who do you like in Danny Jacobson Selecki? I'm going Danny. Do you think he can pull off the first round? I'll be honest, you know, I got to take the coach's word for it. If he is looking to bring his A++++ game and seeking to destroy the man in front of him, he probably could do it. Um, I'm going to throw some extra incentive real quick, Rufus. I'm going to throw some extra incentive in there. I don't feel that Danny is going to pull that off. I think he's going to pull maybe a fourth or fifth round sloppage, but I don't think the first round is going to be for Selecki. Selecki's a decent fighter. You know, he's going to be ready. I think he's going to be waiting for it. Uh, I will bet you the pizza house of my choice, I get a, I get a large pizza with everything on it, anything I want, and then I will get you your your favorite pizza, your vegetarian pizza spot. I will buy you a pizza. Let's do a pizza trade-off. Yes! Uh, yeah. Do we have a deal, Andre? Okay. Now, what's the deal? So, you're saying the fourth round? I'm saying, I'll say between four and six. The fourth and the sixth. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he'll be gone. You just said one. one. To three. <laughs> no, yeah, but well, that's because Danny says it, but I'm saying one to three. One to three. Okay. And one to All three. right. Well, we got a pizza bed right now. Boom. And I hate to okay. hear it gets under, but it's, I, I want to. I, I want to get in that pizza. I want that extra motivation because he's going to tell Danny, Danny, there's a pizza on the line, man. I'll share it with you, and he's going to knock this kid out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Go ahead, Rubens. I want to throw that in there, man. So you pick Jacobs to win the fight. You yeah. think it's going to be a little bit later on? As, I, I never as said that. Well, go ahead. I never said. Pick the rounds. Well, since you since you're all betting uh, one to three and uh, four to six, I'm going to say uh, two to four. Ah, oh, shut up! Ooh, look at Rufus. Rufus is a smart man. He he, he always takes the middle ground. We ought to do a three way trade off. <laughs> <laughs> the two losers buy and got two pizzas. Oh, I like that. I like that. I like hey, that. Hey, let's do it, Rufus. Come on. 
All right, Jerome Miller, Jerome Miller, Duapas, who do you like in that fight? Johan Duapa, I think, is going to be a hell of a harder challenge than people give credit for. I think Gerald Miller is getting this enormous push that he probably shouldn't be getting because I see a big, strong man who has all the personality and trash-talking that we could ever want, but he has enormous holes in his game, and one of them is cardiovascular as far as I'm concerned. And a guy like Duapa, he's got a head like a fucking anvil. He's got great conditioning, and he never takes a step backwards. It's going to be very interesting. I'm going to lean towards Duapa, but if Miller's going to get it, he's going to get it late, late in the fight. Coach, who like? Um, you know, I, I think that um, Can't <laughs> no, you know, well, no, of course I can. I think Jarrell really knows that he's close to that big one, that big shot at, at glory. And um, he, he's going to be home in Brooklyn where the enthusiasm is going to be at an all-time high. I think it's just a little too much for his opponent to deal with, and Jarrell's going to have a um, decision win on this one. There you go. Okay. Well, the next card is same night, about the same time, ESPN. You know, we talked about this before, the under, one of the under, undercard fights. The uh, Lacona Center, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Russell Peltz, Bob Arum, making it happen. You got Jesse Hart, Damon Nicholson. Man, Hart's been on fire since that loss, man. That, that first-round knockout he's had, he's uh, been doing good. I, I think he's going to end up getting a knockout. Uh, Brian James, Joey DeWaco, we've talked about this a lot. We're going to make official predictions. i, I got to go with DeWaco, man. I think DeWaco could pull this off. I, I think a few weeks ago we all were across the board for Joey. I guess what we what it is 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 it by knockout or decision, and if by decision is it wide or close, you know that's really where we need to start splitting hairs here. Well, Brian hasn't fought really a guy that can really knock you out, you know, since he fought Ortiz and Daniel Martz, Don Hainsworth, and Akbar Molinoff are not three guys that you need to get ready for a guy like Joey to wake up. Joey's lost some fights, but he's knocked out some big guys. He's got massive power. I, I know It's in Philadelphia, for God's sakes. I think both guys are going to be motivated, but I still think there's a lot of chinks in, in, in uh, Brian James' armor. I think that he's a shot fighter. Hopefully he proves me wrong, but I am going to wake up because to wake up is the first live guy that he's fought since Ortiz. Well, I think that uh, Joey, uh, he knows that he really needs to win this one. And, um, you know, I'm, usually I, I keep my sentiments aside uh, when I'm making predictions. But you know, I just love, I love Joey. He's my dude. I mean, he's, He's represented uh, Havoc big time in many ways. He will be representing Havoc in this particular bout. So I'm going with Joey on the big one. There you go. There you go. A lot of biases there because of Havoc, but (laughs) 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 
there's bias here too because he's one of the you know he's one of our guests. That's, I mean, he's one one of the family. That's right. That's my dude. That's my dude, and I will I will put my spirit in the air, and I hope that he picks up on it because as Danny will be doing battle, looking to uh, win me some vegetarian pizza, Joey will be doing battle across the street <laughs> with Brian Denning. So it's going to be a good one. <laughs> there you go, man. Well, we got another fight. You know, the main event that evening: Jesse Magdaleno, Isaac Dogbo. Isaac Dogbo is a damn warrior. I'm telling you, this guy is the truth. I'm big on Dogbo. I do love Ghanaian fighters. I mean, I love Kami. When Kami, before Kami was even with Andre, and he was undefeated, I'm like, this guy's going to be a beast. And he is. And he's getting even better. Uh, I'm, I think Dogbo, I, I look at him in, uh, the same way. I feel like he is he is a monster. And I would not be shocked if Dogbo upsets Magdaleno. Well, I, you know what? Um, I think it's I, well. I think it's going to be a great fight. That's the first he's got something. So they they won't be running from each other. That's for sure. Well, um, Dogbo reminds me of a great great fighter back in the day. He's a little bit taller, but Baby Jake Matalala, former champion, represented mm-hmm. of Ghana. The guy was he was bad man, bad dude. Carved up. He carved up Michael Harbaugh, Michael Carbaugh like like a Thanksgiving turkey. Okay, this guy is <laughs> a beast. This guy was a beast, and I was a huge fan. And you know, Dogbo is five two. He's a little guy, um, but he's he's got a lot of power. And he goes in there. He just goes to war. And his last fight against Cesar Juarez, a guy that Nonito Denier went life and death with. You know, it was a tough fight for Dogbo, but Dogbo knocked him out with a brutal shot. If, I mean, if you want to see a brutal knockout, look at Caesar Warriors versus Isaac Dogbo. That was nasty, and I think he's right. He's high right now. He just won a belt. He want to he want to enter a belt, but he's still a champion in his in his eyes. You know, he's got his country on his shoulders. I'm not saying Magdaleno doesn't, but I just feel that he's probably be more hungry. And I think this guy is untested, but I think that he can he can pass the test. I think I I might be wrong, but I'm I'm pushing for an upset. Oh. The closer this fight goes, the more I'm thinking upset. I, I'm picking Dogbo. Somebody's going to say Magdaleno. Uh. <laughs> who do you like, Rufus? You don't even know who the, guy, who the hell these guys are. Well, I know you bring it up like baby Jake Matala, you know, because I remember he was like four foot eight and everything, but he fought with such an intensity. I'm like, man, that guy would have fucking killed me. That's the only midget that I would be afraid of in the world is baby Jake Matala. Well, technically he wasn't a midget, but I mean, he was close. <laughs> he was, he was very close. No, I, I actually think he was like, Technically a midget because anyone who's under four ten is a midget. Yeah, but he was four eleven and he, his arms were long, so or longer. But he was just a, he was a warrior, and you know Dogbo kind of reminds me like that a little bit. Um, he's a short guy. He's gonna get on the inside. He's gonna yeah. You know, I think he's gonna get Magdalena pure hell. Pure I just hell. looked him up four ten and a half. He was just half an inch taller oh than my the God. midget. We're gonna argue over a half an inch. <laughs> hey, hey. Like I said, he's the only midget I'd ever be afraid of. <laughs> Rest in peace. We we lost him a few years back. Rest in peace, baby Jake. One of my favorites, man. 
But but Magdalena Dogbo, who do you like, Andre? Uh, I'm gonna go. I have. I'm gonna go with the experience on this one. I'm gonna go with Magdalena. Okay, and that's smart. That's a smart pick. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw some crazy picks. So, you know, gotta make it interesting. Gotta disagree. <laughs> hey, listen. We we. You know when we were when we were setting straight and Rufus and I were making our picks. And unfortunately, it didn't go our way. We went with the solid pick, but it didn't it didn't dance off that way. But we're getting ready to to lay it down now. We're going to be on point. We're going one hundred for one hundred, right? <laughs> well, I know when it comes to the heavyweights, I usually get eight out of ten right. It's these little fuckers that screw me up. They, they throw me under the bus every time. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Too many variables. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what. There, there, you know, uh, after all that excitement in April, we move on to May. May fourth, got an interesting fight. Ryan Garcia, you know, the the golden child, or golden boy promotions. The guy who they're looking to be their future star is fighting a pretty damn tough guy. Pretty big step up, Jason Velez from Puerto Rico. Yeah, Brian Garcia had a first-round knockout against Fernando Vargas. Not that guy, a different Vargas. But anyway, uh, had a first-round knockout. It was impressive against a smaller guy that, you know, was kind of meant to be knocked out early, in my opinion. He didn't look right in that fight. Um, you know, Gary O'Sullivan, Spike O'Sullivan, fighting a TBA on that undercard. Um, but Jason Velez, man, when I seen that fight announced, I'm like, whoa, that's a big change. Big change. You know, Velez is going to be the same size. I don't think he's going to be any smaller than him. Um, the guy's riding high. He's got you know three straight, three, two, you know two straight knockout wins, three straight wins. You know he beat a thirteen zero Alberto Mercado. He just knocked out Juan you know Juan Lopez. I mean he, he's riding high right now. He, he knocked out Lopez. That's a big deal for a Puerto Rican fighter. You know, and his, his hunger is back. His uh, you know, his focus seems like it's back in place. He lost four fights in a row, but they were all decisions. You know, this guy, he's never been knocked out. This is a tough fight. I'm very surprised oh, yeah. the go boy that made this fight. Well, you know, this is a proven ground, and um, I guess they will definitely see. Um, I, I like what I saw in Ryan in his last fight. Um, he he shows great potential, but he still is untested. And these these tests sometimes you have to be careful with because they get excited and they forget, and then they put far too many questions on the exam, and they end up coming up short. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm 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 really. Kind of, I'm kind of torn on this one because I mean I'm I'm impressed to an extent with Ryan Garcia, but I see there's a lot of hype there, and I don't know if the hype matches the talent. I'm just going to be straight honest with you. You know, he's getting right. real cocky and he's knocking out midgets. You know, I I don't like that. I don't like that at all. You know, but we also have we're going to move on today. I'm not going to make a pick on that yet. I'm going to kind of simmer a little bit. You know, we got a couple weeks, but you know, the same day. That Triple G fights the almighty 154 pound guy that ain't fought in two years, Bonus Motor Erosion. Uh, 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 the, <laughs> the same day, we have Tony Bellew 
one of the biggest mouthpieces in the U.K. against David Hay, another one of the biggest mouthpieces in the U.K. <laughs> Guys, who do you like in that fight? Bell, you won the last fight. David Hay claims he had a lot of leg problems. He had a lot of problems, like he always does. His toe hurt against Klitschko. You know, we'll see. But he claims that he's ready. He's 100%. And he's hungry. The fire's back. Guys, who do you have? Tony Bellew, David Hay. And they're not little guys this time. So, Rufus, you know who they are. I know exactly who they are. You know, um, I was quite surprised that Bellew pulled off the win the first time, even though I did bet on Bellew. Because primarily I don't like David Hay, but I don't like the way Tony Bellew won. And it was all because of leg injuries and everything else. It had nothing to do with him actually beating Hay legitimately outright, you know, by skills or otherwise. Now, if it was David Hay without any problems whatsoever, I can't see Bellew beating him. But then again, we're talking about not the David Hay who was blowing out Monty Barrett and John Ruiz and all that shit. We're talking about a guy who's had, who's essentially became a tin man in a way because if he moves the wrong way, his hip or his knee or whatever blows out of joint. It was like Humpty Dumpty. You know, and well, that's the thing. You know, even if you can put Humpty Dumpty back together again, he don't hold up like he used to. Yeah, super glue's not that good. Trust me. You know, and and the thing with me. Whether Hay wins or loses, he ought to retire anyway. And Bellew, whether he wins or loses, he needs to get his ass back to cruiserweight and stop running away from Usek. Prove that you're the best fucking cruiserweight in the world. Quit dilly-dallying with the fucking heavyweights because these super heavyweight monsters will crush you. No questions asked. Right, Just go what, home. Look at what, you know, what Kovalev did to him. I mean, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 not Kovalev. Uh, uh, Adonis Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Look at what, I mean, he, he crushed him. I mean, he didn't even, I mean, he was he was scared in that fight. And this guy's going to go up against the heavyweights. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if David beats him. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that. It's a 60-40 fight in my mind. As long as David Hay don't blow out a shoulder or anything like that, he's got the fucker won. Well, I'll tell you what. But, but the guys, moment that happens, but the moment that happens, Bellew will get the better of him. Yeah. Coach, are you liking that one? Uh, I'm and I'm feeling that if David Hay once again, if everything is is recouped correctly and uh, he's fit and healthy, uh, it should be no reason why he doesn't win this fight. There you go. No That's reason at all. I'm going. He's the better athlete. Uh, he's the better fighter, but you know. He's, he's uh, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We used, Tony Bellew used to be one of the first big guests we ever had on this show. He used to come on regularly back in 2010, 2011, 2012. I don't like the way the man has become since starring in Creed and beating David Hay. He has completely turned into a fucking asshole. And I'm like, I'm like that is not even warranted. Why the hell are you acting that way? Right. 
you know. So in a lot of ways, even though even though even though David Hay has always been a brash talking man, and he pissed me off a lot of ways. I didn't like the fact that he pulled out of the Tyson Fury fight twice and different shit like that. But I really hope David Hay crushes him and makes him get humble again. Because Tony Bellew needs to get his head out of the fucking clouds and back, get his feet back to earth. <laughs> He's snoring that trailer does, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. All right. The, the big fight, I guess, it was a lot bigger, but it's, you know, still kind of big because one guy's involved. But, um, at the StubHub Center, Carlson, California, HBO, with, uh, you know, K2 Promotions, Tom, Loeffler, Tom Loeffler, Don King Promotions. They're saying Don King's also, you know, co-promoting this. That's weird. But, uh, but anyway, Kennedy Golovkin, Donis Martirosian. Holy shit. Who you got in that fight? Golovkin and Ainger. Can we bet by who scores first blood, you know, first? And, um... Well, no, Bonas is a, he's a warrior. I mean, he'll take some, he'll take some blows. You know, I mean, he ain't going to cave in. No, no, it, it, I disagree, Doss, because like I said, this is a guy still moving up. You know, and he may have been able to take shots from pretty strong junior middleweight guys. But when you're fighting, like, a certified middleweight, who is a murderous puncher and all that shit. It's a completely different world. It's like Marvin Hagler versus uh, Tommy Hearns. You just don't got the chin to handle that kind of difference. I I agree. I think he's going to beat him in eight rounds. I think Golovkin knocks him out. Uh, I'll go five or six, and that's being generous. (laughs) And, you know, the other thing you have to realize, Mike, is that Triple G can't have the luxury of having a junior middleweight stick around in the fight many, many rounds because they already are saying that he's slipping. If he stays in that ring with with Vonis, uh, say, like 10 rounds or more, he's in trouble. His par value will have sunk even more. That I have to agree with Andre on that one. Fight for Glock, and that's why I didn't want them to take the fight. I agree. Being, being straight. Lose, lose. Yep. Nothing oh, to gain. Nothing to gain from this house, from this particular uh, fight, except for maybe um, a marginal payday and um, some sparring work. Wow. So, how many rounds do you like him? Who do you like? I mean, yeah, we all like Golovkin, but what round? I say, I say five or less. Okay. Well, on the co-feature, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez is making his comeback after his brutal knockout loss. Surisket, Sorunbisai, whatever. Uh, <laughs> brutal knockout loss. Fighting Pedro Guerra. Yeah, I've seen him fight. Thirty and three. Not a bad fight. I think Gonzalez, you know, beats him. I think he probably goes to the decision. I don't know if he's going to score a knockout. I think he's gun-shy right now. So I think he tries to comfortably, you know, box his way into a to a 10-round decision. R- R- Rufus don't know who the hell I'm talking about. Uh, so hey, I'm going to pick Chuck. I'm going to pick uh, Chocolatito because he's the only name that you can pronounce. 
Chocolate like an athlete. Chocolatito or Guerva? Uh, I'm going with Chocolatito. Now, they are showing that they are having a, an extra third fight. Cecilia Brokus, 32-0. Very classy. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. She's fighting TBA. Oh, we love the TBA. <laughs> That's what, that's exactly Put it what back in your pants. <laughs> Andre, uh, put it back in your pants. <laughs> we want that TBA. Yeah, that uh, TBA is going to get KO'd. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to tell you what. And we have a lot of listeners. I'm not sure if HBO is listening, but if you are, I'm going to say this right now. You got a guy that pulled out of a fight, of a major fight that's supposed to be a pay per view for your company, for your your network, and you're on HBO. You're needing viewers, for God's sakes, be the you know have Cecilia Rucku's the first woman fighter on HBO. I swear to God, this is going to help you so fucking much. You're going to get more viewership. You've got a, a beautiful, classy champion. From overseas, you're you know you're you're bringing these these champions from you know from different countries you know to get more you know uh, namesake to get more popularity to get more you know network coverage. You would be stupid not to do this. This is your chance to get in the limelight. You got you got Showtime, you know uh, Clarissa Shields, and they're doing all this with you know they're trying to get back on the woman women's game. You have got Brockus. She is Mrs. Woman's Boxing right now. She is the champion. If you don't put her on your network, you guys are smoking crack. This is a perfect decision. Make it happen. Make her the first woman fighter on HBO, and I'm telling you, you will not regret it. Absolutely. That's how you get back in the game. She was the truth even years ago um, when Holly Holm was still the champion at that weight class. You know, and I love Holly Holm to death. But let's be honest, she ran away from Cecilia Bracus just like Layla Ali ran away from Ann Wolf. That is the absolute truth. Uh, Cecilia Bracus would have broken her apart, you know, just like Ann Sophie Mathis did the first time around. She's a great ambassador to boxing. She has a great story. She has the looks. She has the talent, you know, She's got major skills, and she's been a champion since 2009. She's been a champion pushing uh, 10 years. Give her some publicity. Uh, Don't have her on your damn, you know, on your show without putting her on your network. You'd be stupid. Start getting contracts. Sign some paperwork and get this girl on your network. My God, it's a great decision. They they need to because I know a few weeks ago. Um, they were talking about the possibility of Chris Cyborg leaving the UFC to go into the pro boxing world. And they said Brakus versus Cyborg is very much a great possibility of happening. And that would be the biggest woman fight you could ever make. And HBO needs to get Brakus. And not oh, let her it go. would be huge. It would be huge for the network. They would have U.S. You had, they had the MMA world and the boxing world tuning in. They would, you know, they would beat the shit out of Showtime, you know, on that night, and and they would actually start establishing themselves, you know, in a better light against Showtime. 
they're not going to beat Showtime just by signing brokers. But the thing is, they've never had a woman, you know, woman on their air. If you're ever going to have one, you know, Cecilia Brokers is the one to have. You've got the opportunity. Make it happen. If she, if she really is fighting on that card and it's still happening, these guys need to make it a triple header and put her on that damn show. And I'm telling you, it would overshadow all the bullshit with Golovkin and Canelo, and it will make it actually a good night and a good night for, network, for, for their network. It's a good rebound. But that they really need to think long term, like I said, because Cyborg's already got the license to go into pro boxing. She already filed that away um, even a week, I think, week or two before fighting Holly Holm. So it's very much a reality, and that's what they need to do. They need to think long term rather than a short term. And Breakus. Um, as much as I like Cyborg, um, I think Breakus would beat her, but it would be a very entertaining fight, and that could possibly spur rematches, you know, and you could also get Cyborg on your network as well. Um, they need to think long term. What do you think, Coach? You think they should bring uh, Breakus on? I mean, she she's a she's a, right the epitome of. Good women's boxing. She's got everything. I'm not. I'm not just talking about women's boxing because uh, there's such a disparity between the good and the everything else that it's not even funny. And she's super and, hot. I'm just going to throw that out there. I mean, I'm not trying to be that that guy, but you know, sexist or anything. <laughs> but I mean, I'm just calling the obvious. I mean, good lord, she's smoking. <laughs> You, you, you know they're you know they're damn good if they can stay pretty, and I mean be playboy worthy and had like thirty fights as a professional against top level killers. You know I mean come oh, on. Look at Cyborg. I mean, good lord, that's a man, baby. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you. I mean, if if you look at her record, you know, like I said, um, Holly Holm went life and death with Anne Sophie Mathis. Um, fucking Breakus beat her in like two rounds. Oh, you know, I mean, uh, come the hell the on, truth. this woman is the truth. Damn and right. really, I can see there being a super fight between Showtime and HBO in the future where it would be Breakus and Shields, maybe. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I think that HBO needs to step in and have some conversations with Dana White. And get some get get the USC involved with HBO, but on a boxing standpoint. Oh yeah, Zufa Boxing and HBO is a great pairing. They need to do that because apparently Showtime and the USC has been having trouble. You know, uh, they haven't been getting the, the, the covers they want to get on certain shows. Uh, they've been you know going back and forth, bickering a lot. You know, this would be a great opportunity for Dana, great opportunity for the UFC, great opportunity for Zufa Boxing. It's just, you know, they could include all of that, and they could have, you know, a Cyborg versus Brokus. You know, they, they could have the other fights. I mean, they, the HBO needs to take the bull by the horns and say, you know what, we got some major problems going on. You know, let's make this happen. But the first step is, you know, working out a deal with whoever's involved, if she is going to be on that card, which BoxRec stating that she is. I haven't heard much else. I don't have no opponent or anything like that. It could not ha- it might not happen. But if it does, they need to sign 
some paperwork and say we want her on. You know, I mean, it's been what forty years, and you've never had a woman on. You never had any MMA. I don't really care about the MMA on HBO. I mean, it, it's cool if you just want to sign with Zupa Boxing, whatever. But you need to make this happen. This is going to make your card much better on on HBO. People are going to tune in, and uh, it's it's just it's a it's a win win. Definitely. So make it happen. <laughs> uh, that's it right there. Well, I'm going to tell you what, man. You know, I got some things going on in my life. Rufus got some things going on. I'm going to cut the show a little early tonight. We're going to come back Monday, stronger than ever. Possibly we've got a couple of guests lined up. We're going to start getting more guests on the show. Uh, Denny Paz, you think Monday would be good for him? Rufus? Oh, absolutely. I think so. Um because he said next week, you know, after this. So there you go. Well, Vinny Paz has been very active on Twitter lately. You know, still plugging the movie. That's still doing well. You know, giving some props to Dana White. Me and him, we're going to disagree on a few things, and uh, we'll have a good show. I can't wait for Monday. Andre, we want you on, man. I know it's going to be a busy, uh, you know, weekend with press conferences and all that. A busy week, per se. Um, but we, join us on Monday, baby. Let's make it happen. I think I'm going to bring the guys in, too, uh, get some more brick and brick and get Danny on, and uh, let's let's get his feeling on the fight and what he's actually going to do and uh, talk a little bit with Tom also. That would be great. Make it happen. I look forward to it. Guys, have a great night. Thanks for everything. I'll see you Monday. Uh, have a pleasant evening. Talk to yes, you later, sir. Guys. Rufus, take it easy, buddy. Yep. Jesus bless. Oh, no doubt.